Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. All right, thanks for coming back. I hope you have your coffee ready. Of course, unless you're driving. Well, I guess that could work still. I drink and drive with coffee. I wondered what you were going to say right there for a second. <laughs> you just never know how we'll start these. <laughs> we're just keeping you guys on your toes. But welcome back. I'm assuming back because I'm assuming you've listened before. If not, welcome, welcome for, the first, for time. the first time. And we hope you come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so today we are going to talk about how to keep dating your spouse while you have kids. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into this one because I'm sure a lot of couples are like, ugh, I'm in that stage that's so hard. Hard to find a babysitter. Yeah. Hard to find time. Sometimes they're just too tired. Yeah. There's all kinds of reasons why couples don't get out there together to date. It can be a real challenge and that will erode your marriage over time. And the number one way to be a great parent is nurture your marriage. That's right. It's really, truly, we believe the best legacy that you can give your yeah. kids is to have a strong marriage. Yeah. And you know what? They just giggle and and they get all uncomfortable when you cuddle and, and when you kiss and smooch in front of them or oh, whatever. Oh, it's so fun. And it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so men, you need to be the initiators. You need to initiate uh, the time and what you're doing and all these things because then women feel so cherished. That's but right. We'll and we're going to yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. But we thought it would be fun just to reminisce for a second some of the most interesting, maybe fun dates we've ever been on. Now, don't let these intimidate you, though. These are not ideas necessarily for you to do, especially if you have little kids. But my favorite date was actually when we were in D.C. visiting oh. your family and we were going through the Thomas um, the Thomas and Jefferson Memorial. Uh-huh. And it was it was at night and it was glowing. It was just unbelievable. Was this before we were married? Yeah, it was a date night just before we were married. It was when I went back to meet your family oh, before yeah. you proposed. Oh, yeah. yeah. My game plan was in the works. <laughs> um, you know, I think it was cool when we were in Italy. Oh, how do you parrot or, or Czech Republic? That was great. That was but we cool. but we have Luke with us. We've been all over the world. We've just been really blessed. In the past, we got to travel every year a lot, and we would oftentimes take the baby with us that we had in that particular year. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we didn't really get the date nights alone. You know, one of the ones though, I know my wife told me at one time was her favorite was the surprise mm. trip to the beach. Yeah. Because I was not expecting it at all. And I thought that we were just like going somewhere close by. You like surprises. I do like surprises. As long as you know what they are. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Okay. So, but you know what? Some of the down to earth here, the really the best dates are the ones we have on a regular basis. When we go to McMinimins and we're talking, we're driving to the movie is the better than the movie part. 
Yeah, we don't often talking. see movies very often. Not too often. I mean, part of it is that it's hard to take a baby with you into a movie theater. But you, you always have a baby. I don't always have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Many years I've had a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get serious here. We're going to dive into three kinds of dates. Then we're going to talk about revitalizing the purpose of your marriage mm -hmm. and the practical ideas of dates you can do. So this is going to be really practical in some aspects, but we also want to challenge you guys to really consider if you are cherishing your spouse. And so we'll dig into that also in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. But first, I do want to mention there is a free Courageous Parenting workshop we'd love to invite you to. Uh, also, all of the show notes, scriptures, video of this, if you're not on the video podcast, because there's also a video podcast, Courageous Parenting, in iTunes. You might right. be on it. And audio. And yeah. we're also on YouTube channel. So wherever you want to listen or wherever else, we're there probably. Spotify, yeah, Stitcher. So yeah. you can listen in, but um, definitely go to CourageousParenting.com mm -hmm. because all of it's in one place. Also, the audio is there and uh, a link to the free workshop is there. And any other resources we ever mention in the episode will be yeah. there. So that's your home base for Courageous Parenting. Okay. So let's go. You want to dive in? So we have brainstormed and we really think that there are three kinds of dates. And we want to challenge you to actually try to have all three kinds of dates with your spouse. And those three kinds of dates are... Just fun, right? One is a fun date. <laughs> you actually need to have fun with your spouse. It's so important to have fun. Because now, I think some people are too good at only that one, though. Well, that's true. So we want to challenge those of you who only go and have fun <laughs> to also be intentional with having a visioneering date, which can actually be fun. It's our favorite kind of dates. That's a really important dates. one. And guys, you're the leaders of your family. So, you know, I don't know how it would feel to you, but if my wife was casting vision to me, that would feel awkward. <laughs> That's true. Not that I'm not a dreamer, but I, but you ask me, you lead the question and go, Ange, you what are, have you been dreaming about and what, and what before goals you do tune you have? out, uh, you are a visionary. Yes, I totally. You're am. absolutely a visionary. However, you know, I think we should initiate that conversation. Draw it out. Draw it out. And, and the wives, I mean, you get all excited about things and have your own ideas and bring it to the table. Totally. But men, let's initiate. I think our wives love that. Oh, for sure. I mean, how many of us wives, let's just be honest, do we like always being the one to get the babysitter and plan where we're going and make reservations? It shouldn't and be that. That no. should not be the case. So no. vi visionary dates are important. And then business dates too, which is talking about maintenance things, talking about the kids. Yep. But you're not only allowed to have one of those every month, maybe. Yeah. I mean, unless something crazy is going on and you really have to meet a few times. But really- like business dates should not – some people, that's all they do, Isaac. When they go on dates, they end up talking about the kids every time. Yeah. And so the reason why we're actually doing this particular topic for the podcast the is why. this – This is the why. We do not want you to listen to this podcast and listen to us talk about marriage and parenting without getting challenged with this one courageous marriage slash courageous parenting challenge. And that is at the end of your parenting, when you're empty nesters, we want you guys to look at each other and to still be in love and yeah. to know who your spouse is. The best years ever, because every year should be 
the, the next best, best year. The next best year. But this is the deal. How many people, Isaac, go through marriage? They are married for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. They're empty nesters. And then they look at each other and they're like, I don't even know who you are. Well, maybe kids were your idol. Yeah. So we are challenging you in this episode to really evaluate. Are you on a trajectory to getting to a place where once your kids are gone, you still enjoy one another. You feel like you have a relationship and you have a purpose for staying married and like you're excited for that. Yeah. Not that you're not enjoying your kids. Like we love having our kids at home and we're totally intentional. Hello. Yeah. But we also look forward to that season too because that'll just mean more time together. Yeah. And so, so uh, the anyway. so the dinner table is your time to rally the family, the kids, and talk about the day. The dates is where you rally each other to grow. That's grow right. Together. So choose growth in marriage. Yeah. Right. How do you do that? Well, it's so important because you don't want to forget who your spouse is. You want to grow together and you have to, first of all, realize that you both should be changing. You both should be growing. You both are unique uh, human beings that God created. But when you got married, two became one flesh. So you have your unique identities in relationship with God. Yep. But you're also married. And, and have an identity together. And have an identity together. And that has to grow. And that has to grow. Individually, we need to grow, and together we need to grow. And right. unfortunately, a lot of times, one or both are growing, but they're growing apart and don't even realize it because they're not being intentionally growing together because marriage takes purposeful effort, work, yeah. and forever commitment. Right. Another thing that we have noticed over the years, this doesn't happen to everybody, but a lot of people, like if the wife is not um let's say that she is growing spiritually and the guy's not mm. right then she may be growing towards god and he's not growing so he's like down here so that's one example and it could go vice versa where the guy's growing and the woman's not but the point is is the best way to grow closer together is when the wife is growing in the lord the the husband is growing in the Lord, you're going to grow towards one another. Yeah. Now, I know some husbands are listening. Some wives are listening. Some of you are watching us together, the video version. We hear that a lot, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome. Hey, <laughs> I, oh, cheers. Coffee. That's right. right? So, um, but wives, if, mm -hmm. if uh, your husband's not a good spiritual leader, then just realize you have a lot of influence. And- the way you influence is not through hounding your husband for not being the spiritual leader, although they're deserving of it. Um, the way you lead is encouraging, praying. It's by your conduct. Conduct and, and, and validating the little things mm -hmm. they do do well because mm -hmm. that can Peter, grow into bigger things. First Peter 3 even says that a, a woman who's married to an unbelieving man will win him over by her conduct. Mm-hmm. Not by her words. Right. And and even if you're not married to a man who's an unbelieving man, if your man is just not a strong believing man, right, you can encourage him by your conduct, how you love him, how you pray for him, how you serve, how you have a happy attitude, how you enjoy him, how you're thankful. Yeah. All of those things can actually lead him to desire to be grow as he watches your conduct. So, it's, so that's so an encouragement. If only one of you is listening, which is probably the case in most cases, mm -hmm. we all listen to our individual podcasts. Um, get a this is the challenge. Get together with your spouse and discuss this. 
express interest in having different kinds of dates, not just the fun ones. Now, if that's not even happening, get on a fun one right away. Okay? <laughs> but uh, we should be doing a regular practice mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. Find a way. And uh, even if you can't leave the house, call it a date and you know, eat something fancy in your room. That's right. So one thing that we've done when we had little kids, here's a practical example. I'll just throw one out there, is putting the kids to bed, 730, mm -hmm. and then having che a cheese board and crackers and watching a movie together and, you know, just vegging together, enjoying one another. But it's a little bit more special because we have a, a, some nicer food, maybe some chocolate dipped strawberries. And if it's an event, you're going to put the phones away. You're not going to be on your phones, things like that. Right. And you just talk. And you can do this too, like reading a book together where it's like you have these little mini dates. You remember when the kids were yeah. really little and yeah. how we read through like building your mate's self-esteem? We, we read and it out loud to each other. So we would read every Sounds other chapter. crazy to me now. That's actually such a good book. If you haven't read Dennis and Barbara Rainey's book, Building Your Mate's Self-Esteem, it's actually a really good book. The title sounds ridiculous, but it was a good book. <laughs> You're so funny. But um, That's not a book I would pick, but it was really good and helpful. It was one that I think I picked yeah. because I knew that that might yeah. potentially be a challenge for me. And I just needed the encouragement and how to build up my husband. Yeah. And so um, that was something that we read like early, early on in our marriage. Which was good. Yeah. That was a good thing. So super good. So here, let's talk about each of these dates. So the business dates, you need to designate what the date is. And it doesn't mean you do only those things the whole time, but at least for a period of time, you're sitting down and husbands, you may have prepared ahead mm -hmm. of time some specific things you want to talk about. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's um, planning a trip may, that's already been decided on. Maybe it's uh, looking back on the previous year because you're near the new year. Maybe it's talking about each kid and listing things under right. what they what each kid needs and discussing that. Yeah, and and doing an assessment and evaluating where each kid is at in each of those different categories, spiritually, intellectually. How are they doing at reading? How are they doing in their friendships? What about the relationships with their siblings? Evaluating those things, communicating about it is Education huge. choices, practical ways your wife needs help with maybe her health, um, yep. friendships. Yep. Um, do you have enough female friendships? You know, key questions like that. Maybe you think ahead about some questions right. you're going to ask your wife. And it's not that wives don't prepare anything. I think that just comes naturally for the wives. Yeah, I possibly. think it's already in their heads usually. I think that wives, especially women who are maybe more of the caregiving and they're taking care of kids, they just crave that adult connection. Mm -hmm. And all of us truly do desire to be pursued by our husbands. Yeah. I, I can, I can share from my own personal experience, but I've heard from hundreds of other wives as well, that they just really desire that to be continually pursued and yeah. invested in, if you will. Now realize if the husband's doing a great job, he puts his needs aside and focuses on her needs. Okay. However, it doesn't mean the wife should always just focus on herself, even if the husband's keeping yes. the focus on her. That's good leadership, but the wife should notice if it's all about her and then yeah. ask questions of the husband too, because we do love that. Mm -hmm. We do love it when the wife goes, how are you doing? Yeah. How's work going? What are the biggest challenges you're facing? Because until a wife asks that, a husband might be protecting his wife not even sharing some of those things. But when she asks, wow, that's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think too, 
you know, we talked about the importance of growing together in mm-hmm. your marriage and growing towards one another. And, you know, God put you guys together in a relationship to make you, we said this in one of the other podcasts, Gary Thomas says it best, marriage is for making us more holy. Yeah. Not happy, yeah. but holy. Yeah. Although marriage can be so fun as we see like in Song of Solomon and yeah. and all throughout scripture and even just modeled through God's relationship with his church and the bride and the groom. And yeah. there's so much symbolism and in, in the image bearing that we as a married couple have to the world, right? When we're out on a date night enjoying one another, it's a huge witness to people because a lot of times couples, especially as they get older, people, they're just not paying attention, Yeah, right? What does that say to other, what does that say to the next generation? Are they going to want to get married because they see you not engaged and bored in your marriage? Or, Or are you being such a light to them that they're like, oh, look at that older couple. I want to be like them when we're their age. Yeah. We do that all the time when we see older couples. So, so just to clarify, the business date is a meeting, essentially, to talk about whatever mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. whatever's happening, whatever issues we need to handle. And think of your family. It's it's a, it's a small team. And teams need to meet sometimes mm-hmm. to talk about logistics in mm-hmm. um you know, choices we're making. Do we need to change choices like education or whatever we're talking about? And so you really need to talk about these things. If not, so many families just drift into the future, keeping the same decisions when they should have shifted a long time ago because they're not recalibrating and communicating Mm -hmm. together, which is so important. We've done that a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, the next kind of date is visioneering dates. And certainly the husband should come prepared for this. Not deciding what all the vision is, but asking the right questions based on where the family's at and what other conversations you've already had with your wife and kind of initiating a conversation about the future. Right. What goals do you guys have as your family? And you know what's so fun is after you get this initial one down, to be able to revisit it over and over again, it's like you're it's like your little manual for being able to continue doing visioneering dates together and to be able to reevaluate like, Oh, did we hit those goals? Oh, that is so encouraging. Yeah. When we can look at the past, talk about growing together, Mm -hmm. setting out to do something together and achieving it together. And some of those things you're going to bring to the dinner table, which is like the date night every day with your whole family. And mm-hmm. you're going to bring those visions to your kids too. And then they're going to see them mm-hmm. come tr- true. And you're going to pray together as a family. Mm-hmm. So some of those are private and some of those you share with the whole family. We actually share almost all of them with our whole family. Yeah. Because we, like we, we involve our kids in a lot of our dreams and stuff like that. That's just how we're wired. Yeah. But um, it's really, it makes marriage more exciting. And I think that when you are thinking forward to the future and you're talking about the growth that you'd like to see within yourself, within your marriage, within yeah. your kids, you automatically are on this page of expecting change and growth, which mm-hmm. is so powerful and so needed in marriage because a lot of times someone in the marriage relationship can hold another person back by mentally not allowing them to grow. Yeah. They may have grown, but that partner's not allowing them to grow and they're yeah. 
idea of who they are or what they're capable of. And that holds the other person back. It makes them feel like they're misunderstood, underappreciated, not valued, not believed in. Yeah. And all of those things do the opposite of building your mate's self-esteem, right? (laughs) Yeah. Now, we, I'm just going to give you an example. It just came to my mind. I thought you might like one. Uh, When we were married nine years, I believe it was, Hmm. we had a dream, a vision that we created together to on our 10 year anniversary, spend a couple weeks in Israel. Well, we did. We did, and we still have not done that. Yeah. But you know what our recent communication has been is revisiting that vision, we've never lost it, mm-hmm. and potentially doing it on our 20 year, which is around the corner. That would be so exciting. I don't know if we'll be able to do it. I don't it, know but... if we will or not, but if you could be praying for us, because that's one of our visions that we've had since year nine, and we're coming up on year 20. Yeah. And we would like to That's so funny that. that you Now, remember, that, yeah. things don't always happen in our timing. Right. And we shouldn't be upset about that. God has a plan. Right. It's kind of like we just did the vision to do the RV trip with the kids yeah. during the summer, the three-month RV trip. And, and that, that took, was a decade. That took a decade to fulfill. Right. Because we had this dream and we had the RV, but there was oftentimes business that would hold Isaac back or activities that would hold the kids back or whatever it was. How do you travel the whole country, you know, in you know, three, three months? Three months. You're going to have to disrupt some things, which it certainly did. Yes. It was actually a big sacrifice that happened uh, because of the three-month RV trip, and I'll never regret it. Yeah. So anyway, the let's jump into like, that's a big topic. That's a big. That's a that's like a series of podcasts. You'll no. have to find out <laughs> yes. So one of the things that we really felt like we needed to cover is this concept of what it means to cherish your spouse. Okay. People throw that term around very loosely today where it's like, oh, are you cherishing your wife? Well, husbands certainly, I mean, we should both cherish each other, but it is very directly talked to the husbands to cherish their wives. That's right. And And so, well, that's the thing is when you look up the definition of cherish, it's a verb, which means um, to protect, to care for in a loving way, lovingly. Okay. It's um, that one of the synonyms is to adore Mm -hmm. in a sense. So it's a different, it's a different verb than like to love. Mm -hmm. Okay. To cherish is a little bit different. Now you are going to cherish someone that you love Mm -hmm. and you're going to love someone that you cherish. Right. But they are different things. And so we thought that we would just touch on a couple scriptures to give you some examples. One of them is in Song of Solomon chapter two, and here's verse three. It says, like an apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shade with great delight and his fruit was sweet to my taste. And I just, I think that that- It's a little erotic, honey. <laughs> but think about this. So you got Song of Solomon- <laughs> You've got Song of Solomon here, and this is a perfect example of delighting in your spouse, like cherishing them and loving them. Like it's your, like this is an example of what it means to enjoy your spouse. Yeah. And that's why we thought it was so important to really challenge couples that are really good at doing the date nights that are more business and visionary focused Mm -hmm. to enjoy one another. Yeah. How can you enjoy one another? Well, it's going to... Honestly, like if a woman's going to feel like she's enjoyed or cherished in that kind of way, right, her husband's going to put in some effort. So this is why just buying gifts for your wife 
um, just giving her the things she needs, the house she wants, the kitchen remodel she wanted, all these things, actually doesn't mean you're cherishing her. Giving her everything that's worldly will not tell your wife that you cherish her. Mm -hmm. But giving yourself fully to her in relationship mm -hmm. will show that you cherish her. That's true. Now, that doesn't mean that a nice kitchen isn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I My just have to My wife's love say, languages. No, it's so funny. No, but I was just was thinking about this. Like, because for some men or mm -hmm. for some women, that would be such a huge sacrifice. So because it's a sacrifice, mm -hmm. that would mean something so amazing to It's not that they're else, bad. Right? But if they don't right. have you, That's then right. it's all kind of. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. So another scripture that I wanted to share with you guys also in Song of Solomon is mm. in chapter 5, verse go. 14. <laughs> yeah, okay. So his mouth is most sweet. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved and this is my friend. And I, when I read that, I go, so there's like relationship. They're friends yeah they're they they're more enjoying friends, each other like. yes they're more than friends but it does say and this is my friend yeah. and so relationship is like do you confide in one another is your like what does biblical friendship look like do you guys know what biblical friendship looks like and is that something that is being cultivated in your marriage and continuing to grow yes. regularly because that's something that should come into these dates, right? This is all under revitalizing the purpose of your marriage. Because we talked about the three dates. We talked about business dates, visionary dates, yes. and fun dates. You probably already know about that one. However, we're going to give you a bunch of ideas at the end. Yes. But now we're talking about revitalizing the purpose of your marriage. You know, we if you don't meet together and you're not focused on your marriage, you're losing the sense of purpose of your marriage. Right. So your marriage is either growing or receding. There is no status quo in marriage. If you have status quo, if you're just maintaining, the enemy is beating it down mm -hmm. and you don't even realize it. Right. And so one of the things that I think that I notice a lot just from Song of Solomon, for example, is that the there is a constant like appreciation of one another and thinking about the other mm -hmm. and studying the other to where they're able to literally speak about certain traits of the other person and with value and mm -hmm. oh, I, I love this about them. And so one of the challenges that I really wanted to give you, if this is not something that you're naturally good at, is to maybe start a journal or just get a piece of paper and think about and write out some things that you're thankful for about your spouse. Yeah. And then when you go on a date night, Maybe pick one or two to just randomly share with them and say, you know what? I've been thinking about you and I just really want you to know that I appreciate this about you, mm -hmm. right? That just spontaneously, those spoken words of affirmation mm -hmm. and that, oh, you were thinking about me? Mm -hmm. Like that that can revitalize a marriage yeah. in a huge kind of way. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I know that wives feel forgotten. Mm. Like they're doing hard work with kids at mm -hmm. home or they're working outside the home and then they're coming home and they're working hard in the home. And yeah. you can just feel like, man, I'm doing all this stuff and no one ever says thank you. Husbands, it's so important that you bring meaning to the work your wife does, whatever that work is. If it's in the home, if it's in the home and out of the home, whatever she's doing, you need to bring significance to it. Not that she doesn't already know that, but isn't it validating mm -hmm. when your spouse notices that? 
Most, I mean, honestly, like you can train your kids to say thank you, but it's just not the same as when your, your other half, because two became one, acknowledges it. So in all three kinds of dates, appreciation, recognition is so important. And it goes both ways. I mean, you worked in the business world for our whole marriage until just now going into full-time ministry. And you can get beat up out there. Mm-hmm. Like it can be rough. Oh, yeah. And I, so I just, I say that to women because a lot of times I know that there was a season where I was jealous that you were working mm. because you were working with other adults and getting accolades. And while I was at home changing diapers mm-hmm. and it just isn't pretty. It isn't in that sense. And I had to, I had to, refocus my energies and have a different view and constantly preach to myself about the purpose that I was, what I was doing every day. But honestly, if it wasn't for you encouraging me in that moment, I'm, I may have wanted to, to leave. I may have wanted to. There's a great possibility we would have had less kids. There's a great possibility she would have been working a job and her kids would have been in daycare. There's possibility of all those things. Yeah. I wouldn't have homeschooled. I mean, our whole life would have looked drastically different if I wasn't encouraged by you. So that's how powerful encouragement from a husband to a wife is. So if your wife is really struggling with a lot of discouragement. This is huge because you can't see the future, but you can actually. The decisions you're making today have costs. And husbands, if you're not leading, encouraging your wives, praising her for the things that are most important, which is taking care of your kids and raising them up, then you're going to suffer costs. If you just want more money, bigger house, nicer car, so you want her working, well, you are sacrificing your legacy. You're sacrificing people in knowing God and the impact of people on this earth for the kingdom of God. And Because cause I, I, I'm not a super mom. Yeah. Like no woman, that that superwoman, like Wonder Woman, doesn't exist. And so yeah. to be fully a hundred percent on at all times, like working hard in the work world and then coming home and being so excited to be with your kids and being intentional, detoxing them off of whatever bad thing they learned and then yeah. and then reteaching them new stuff, like that is just there is not enough energy. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. And so you have to make choices. Now, the purpose of your marriage is to glorify God. It's not the only purpose, but it is a big purpose. It's and, one of the main purposes. And how are we going to yeah. glorify God with our marriage if we're not work communicating and purposely working on our marriage? Yeah. So that's really important. So let's go into practical ideas. Actually, before we do, we do want to listen to somebody that's been through the parenting mentor program. This is, by the way... Uh, we poured our hearts into this and it's full of biblical wisdom mm-hmm. and it's a six-week self-paced uh, program online that gives you the biblical parenting model we've seen yeah. fruit for from for the last 18 years in our kids or eight kids and mm-hmm. it's really cool we package together everything we've experienced and all the scripture we could find that was relevant to be relevant today mm-hmm. because how you were parented is not adequate to how parents need to be parenting today for an uncertain right. world. And as far as marriage goes, let me just say that the testimonies that we've been getting from couples that are like they're on the same page now with parenting yeah. or they're starting to work better as a team because they're disciplining the same, those kinds of testimonies alone, like that alone makes it worth it. 
It is totally transforming marriages. Yeah. yeah. So because that's that's a key part. So let's listen. Hello, we're Sammy and Natalia Cosa from Orange County, California. And we've been married for almost 10 years. And we have three beautiful children, Sayla, who's seven, Audrey, who's five, and Valor, who's one and a half. And we are so beyond thankful for the mentorship we received from Isaac and Angie Tolpin. Yeah, Isaac and Angie, you guys came into our life at just the most perfect time. We were actually um, experiencing a using time in our parenting journey. And in just a few short months under your guidance, under the parenting mentorship program and under your godly examples, we now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind and on, on our hearts. And we are so thankful for the both of you because now we know how we can thrive on our parenting journey. Absolutely. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for teaching us the model of godly parenting and how we should be so encouraged to be raising our kids in this day and age. We used to fe- fear the future. Um, and now we are so excited about their future. Know that this is the greatest time in history to be alive. And we know that the best days are still ahead and we're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights uh, to be leaders uh, for the next generation. Yeah. And just a couple of things that you guys have taught us in the six week parenting program is that a kingdom focused legacy is the most important because that's actually why we are here on earth. It's not about our legacy, but it's about God's legacy. And you also taught us that it's hard to do the mundane unless you see the bigger picture and see the grander purpose. And now we have a bigger picture and a grander purpose in raising our children. And we are so beyond thankful for the both of you. I love you guys. Love you guys so much. I just love it. So cool. Mm-hmm. So um, why don't you uh, kick off? So let's talk ideas. about this. Okay. So we could do a whole podcast just on the babysitter issue, which we will do. That is coming. That's something that we're planning. Mm-hmm. But we, because there are boundaries, there are all kinds of things, and finding a good babysitter is important. But you know, wives, this is really going to become more of your jurisdiction as far as like getting the babysitter, organizing when she comes, that sort of thing. But you know, as far as planning goes, it really like I get, I get it if you feel like you're always doing it and mm-hmm. you want your husband to do it. Mm-hmm. I understand. I've been in those shoes before and I've I just want to urge you to have a conversation with your spouse if he's not listening with you to this podcast or and, if she's not or if she's not and discuss it because if you are feeling like oh I'm the only one that's putting in effort that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You both need to put an effort. Yeah. And you both because the effort is actually the point. Yeah. It's actually the Intentionality. point. Intentionality. Exactly. Meaning that y- you feel like they want to spend time with you. Like yeah. they are taking time to plan something because you're that important to them. But men, think ahead, plan, initiate, and mm-hmm. you don't have to do all the work, but you have to be the initiator. It, they, For sure. It is so important. So let's talk about ideas. Mm-hmm. So one idea is to go out to dinner, which is obvious, yeah. but some people don't really have a huge budget for Big dinners, right? Mm-hmm. Or nice dinners. Yeah. So what about if you were to go to a food truck? Food trucks are so fun. They're like some of the best food, actually. And they're not that expensive. And then go for a walk by the park. Yeah. Sit and eat your Chinese food mm-hmm. by the water yeah. if you live near water. You know, going on a hike is another one, yeah. right? Um, What about camping? Yeah. Like 
you can take the kids, but when you're when you're out there camping, then you can have like a date night where the kids are in the tent mm-hmm. or in the RV and you're sitting out by the campfire. Some of our best conversations have been like, hey, we're kids, driving. mom and dad are having a date night. Yeah. You guys go to sleep in the RV and we're going to be right out here by the campfire. Yeah. And it's it, some of the best conversations oh, yeah. by the fire. It's huge. So another one might be a movie. But yeah. there are different kinds of movies you can go to, right? There's drive-ins. There's there's a restaurant called McMinimins here. Many but drive-ins anymore, honey. But no, there are. We saw some on the road in the around the U.S. Middle U.S. <laughs> but some of you are from there, so yes, you, you might still have drive-ins. Yeah, but that can be fun. Um, and sometimes there's movies theaters within restaurants where yeah. you can like order food and you can say that's way better it. i mean movies aren't the best because you're not talking i mean it can be entertaining but just don't make that the only part of your date right this that would be more of the like we need to go and relax we've had it crazy because movies could be escapism from each other while you're with each other yeah so you need to really evaluate like are you always going to see a movie yeah okay so i know that was pretty challenging and heavy um what about just going on a drive Okay, so I just have to say something. I read, I don't remember where I read this. I'm so sorry, but I was reading about the difference between men and women. And I, in this particular book, it was talking about how men have a better time opening up and talking when they're looking straight ahead and the person's next to them, not eye contact, Mm, which is weird. Tricky, tricky. It's interesting though, because when we're driving, I feel like, like we just talk way more. That's true. Which is interesting. Yeah. And so it's just a challenge. Like if you have a hard time getting your spouse to open up, maybe just go for a drive and try talking. Make, make your man drive. That's right. And talk to each other. Some of the best conversations we had were when we were driving that RV late at night yeah. and the kids were asleep. But find things you can do together. Maybe you play racquetball together and then you're chilling with coffee afterwards and talking about it. Yeah. But just be careful because too much competition with each other sometimes can be a drawback. Yeah. So you have to understand. I know we can't play Risk together. That's another story. Uh, But, uh, you know, maybe a retreat, a whole weekend, you know, and these things you might be going, oh, Isaac, we can't afford that. We don't have time for that. We don't have babysitter for that. Start saving now. And guess what? In like six months, you actually could have a two night weekend at like a little resort or somewhere. But definitely don't sacrifice your kids with the wrong babysitter just because you need time together. You do have to get the babysitter thing right. That'll be a different podcast. But it's really important that you trust who you're leaving your kids with. That's right. They're your treasures, right? So we've talked about fun activities. We've talked about, you know, sitting by a nice view, like a lake or mountain Mm. or whatever, going on hikes, bike rides. Yeah, most of these things don't cost money. I mean, you can, if if you can spend the money, you can do other things, go to concerts, go to plays and those kinds of things. But frankly, Mm -hmm. you know, We've had periods where we had a lot of money and haven't and had and, you know, we never did a lot of that stuff. But maybe if you guys love that, that's great. Yeah. And honestly, like we we never stopped pursuing each other. That's and right. I guess that's the point. Yeah. You know, whether you're doing a date night out or a date night in, the point is that you're spending time alone together where you're talking about how you're growing. Yeah. You're talking about the business stuff so that you're communicating so that you can parent together as a team. Yeah. And you're spurring one another on. Yep. To growth and good works. And you're encouraging one another. You're being thankful for one another. You're cherishing one another, enjoying one another. So that when you get to the end of your parenting, you look at each other and you're so glad that you're still married and strong and you're looking forward to the and next 10 years. And you're modeling this for your kids so they d- expect this and do this in their own marriage. So you're nourishing mm-hmm. the future generation's 
marriages. So, so good. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.